Be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie had the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 28 of the Take with Willie Mason. Did I say 28? 28. 20. 20. I get told I don't say words properly. Oh, really? You don't accentuate your words properly? Bronny has a T in it. Oh, Bronny, yeah. Bronny Beach. Uh, Number 28. Toronto West. Toronto West. (laughs) Uh, This is probably my favourite episode in a while because behind us we've got, well, do you want to explain what we've got behind us, William? Well, it is Mike Tyson's WBC World Championship belt. So I got that at um I think if, if anyone's been following the show, you can see we've been changing it up. We've had a Jordan one up, we've had a Manchester United. So these are all my um drunken auction purchases. Purchases. <laughs> and and they're about, you know, ten or twelve years old, but they're worth it. It was good. My back is broke. My back is broken, you wouldn't believe it. It's spinal. There has been some wonderful feuds in rugby league. Rugby league loves a feud. Mm. And the latest feud that's reignited itself with Anthony Griffin being appointed as the coach of the St. George Dragons for next year is the Phil Gould, Anthony Griffin travelling road show. He sacked me. He didn't sack me. He hates me. Nothing happened here. Mate, I love a feud, as you know. Mm. Uh, I feud with you as often as I can. But... (laughs) This whole thing, how does this – what has Gus Gould got to do with Anthony Griffin getting the job at the St. George Illawarra Dragons? How is this the thing? Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's it's obviously personal with Gus. It's pissed him off. He's ruined. He's ended a friendship with Wayne Beavis for over 30 years. They've known each other. So it's close to his heart. I think, um, you know, Gus had other people in line for that job probably. Um he obviously doesn't get along with Griffin, so there's something going on there. I, I wish I could tell the people, but I don't. Uh, that's always uh, that's obviously something that's happened out at Penrith Land. But um, it's 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 bizarre that Gus could even would even come out and absolutely blast Griffin. So something's happened out at Penrith. The Gus ain't happy, so he'll let people know. Well, the thing that I find strange about the whole thing is that Griffin. Obviously, when he got the ass from Penrith and, and there's... Was that Gus's fault? Well, that, that's the thing that's coming out now. So Anthony yeah. Griffin, apparently, Gus Gould wasn't the one who sacked him. The board sacked him. But the board had been told by Gus Gould that Griffin couldn't coach. Mm. So Phil Gould says, Griffin can't coach, but I can work with him if I have to. The yeah. board knows that they haven't spoken in a certain amount of time and there's bad blood there. So they pull the trigger on on Griffin. And he wasn't going too bad at Penrith at that stage, was he? Well, it depends who you ask. I mean, if th- there's been a bit of a campaign, not a campaign by Andrew Webster. Andrew Webster, there's obviously a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes and, yeah. and, and some people seem to be pushing his barrow, some people. It's one of those things, whether the bloke could coach at Penrith or whether he could coach at Brisbane – He's got a chance now at St. George, and St. George obviously saw something in him. It's not like they're going unreal. This sort of doesn't matter. Like, the bloke is going to do the job, and I reckon just give him some clear air and just let him do what he's... Yeah, I mean, he had his little uh, tenure at at Brisbane. 
I know some of the senior – I mean, you can't please everybody as a coach. I know um, I was talking to some senior players at that time. They weren't really happy with the way he's coaching. He's very old school. He's quite quite boring. You know, he doesn't really connect with his players. And I think that's – it's such a big such a big thing now the, um, to be a head coach these days. You know, it's not just more – it's not about the X's and O's. It's, it's pretty much like you've got to take care of these kids 24-7. You know, you got to be their babysitter. You got to look after them. It's 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 much more than a, you know, just turn up and coach them, and that's about it. You got to be a father figure. You got these kids from different socioeconomic sort of backgrounds. Um, you've got to be really careful, and you got to be a man manager. You got to you got to uh, manage egos, characters. There's so many little variables that people don't get. You can be a great coach. Some people that play a coach in reserve grade or Jersey flag have some of the smartest brains, but you know what? They can't talk to a person. Mm. They can't explain to a person. They don't have the balls to say, look, you're not doing the right thing. I'm going to drop you. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a lot of variables within coaching and that's why you got to give respect to guys like Craig Bellamy and Wayne Bennett, Ricky Stewart, you know, Trent Robinson, Tim Sheens, all these guys that were just like being coaching for, you know, 15 plus years, Wayne 30 plus years. It's just, they're different characters, and I just I thought the Griff I thought Griffin was never going to get the, the head job again. <laughs> anyway, we do uh, love we yeah. love a head job, on but this show. Um, I just never thought that. I thought like I spoke last week. I was like, you know, maybe a Jason Riles, or maybe um, you know, like a couple of these young young guys. I mean, Andrew Ryan's out there, Marco Mealy, all these guys have played in my, in, in my generation, that are putting their hands up, but. Sure, I just think it's very political when it gets to that sort of stage. You know because what I even reckon? if a person like Gus, if Gus really fucking hates you, you rarely get a job. Well, I think that's the thing now with the blow up with Wayne Beaver. So we were talking before the show, and and I was saying, you know, I don't really understand why Phil Good would go on a on a podcast or whatever and and, and air his dirty laundry. And then yeah. I realised that the two of us do this and don't really Every think Wednesday. about what we're saying half the time anyway. So these things happen, but I, I think. St George have probably come to a realisation that they need change at that place. And so you look at someone like Michael Maguire who comes in and he's obviously pissing people off at West Tigers yeah. because of the way that he coaches, but he gets results. He won South Comp. They're probably looking at Griffin and going, what we need is a no-nonsense sort of bull, yeah. like no bullshit sort of yep. coach. He's not going to put up with, you know, certain egos wanting certain things. And he's coached Ben Hunt before. so And Ben Hunt's probably the key Oh, to that side, definitely. you know. So and I think he had Corey Norman up at the Broncos as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think it's, it's just hard. I, I, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know Anthony Griffin personally, but um, I heard that he's, he's just, an, he's just not that sort of people person. You know mm. what I mean? The, the, you know, hanging like Mary, Mary is that guy. Mary loves his players. He loves St. George. He's passionate about that. And then maybe you're right. They want to go totally opposite of what Mary is. Mm. You know, this guy's he's, he's, he's a stickler for the, for discipline and everything like that, that comes with, um, with being an NRL player. And you know what? Like, let's just see how he goes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on him. You know, like obviously there's a, there's a personal beef there with Gus. And Gus has and Gus has um he's ended a friendship with Beavis. That's that's pretty big, man. They've been mates for thirty years, so they should have a beer and just get over it. It's one of those things. But one coach uh, that is now being linked with every single job again is your man, Uncle Wayne. Mm. 
The Broncos, who are desperate for a man-manager coach and that father-figure-style coach you talk about because of the fact that they've got such a young roster and, and yeah. they're, you know, they are battling. Wayne Bennett has now been linked with the Broncos job. He has not knocked it back, as in not come out and said that's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if I can see it happening, but... I can see why Wayne Bennett, if he could get a long-term contract, either, whether it's as a coach or whether it's as a director of coaching or whatever yeah. it might be, I can see him wanting to be up there and finishing his career in that area. Yeah. Wayne will be 70 next year. There's nothing else for him to do in the game apart from just be the you know the greatest coach and coach the, the most amount of games and all these little records that don't really mean that much to Wayne. He's all about this next generation, bringing these good, great human beings up through his system, winning premierships, all this kind of stuff. And um, I'm not sure what's on the cards for Wayne. I was thinking, like, next year you were saying, if he's not getting offered a three-year deal somewhere else, he'll coach South next, next year. So he's he? got a contract with South for 2021, and then yeah. he has said that, it, that Jason Demetrio will take, will take over, over after that. So for Wayne Bennett, he's got one more year at South. Yep. And then after that, he's on the open he's a market. Free, yeah. So if he was able to lock down a role now, so a longer-term role mm. now, then he would probably be able to get out of his South contract because he's been good for them and they've been good for him. Yeah. And Demetrio's already there ready to step in. And I think it would be a good thing if he if he did step in, you know, if he did go next year. Latrell was they – were, they were hitting their straps. Oh. Like he, had, he got Latrell – sort of nearly revolutionising the game again with his silky hands coming out the back. He was just playing such great football, high energy. Everybody was feeding off him. He was setting up all these tries. He was he was playing outstanding. And his forward pack, he had Totola and Burgess and Jaden Sewer playing some really good football. Then you're gonna now you're gonna get Jai Arrow, you know, who can really steal that that forward pack up. And um so and then and then probably a couple of other people that's probably you know usually like Liam Knight and the guys that are playing off the bench, Colin Matungi, like all these guys they'll, they'll have another year in first grade and they'll be a lot better for next year. So I think next year they'll have a, they'll have a decent crack as well. But it, it it it'll be it'll surprise me if he doesn't end up at Brisbane. You reckon? Yeah, and I'm and I'm not sure. I know that him and uh, Kevy Walters, you know, they're like father and son, and I know he wants the job. For Kevy, but this is this is this was prior to what happened with St George because I thought that he was going to go to St George. Mm. I honestly thought that I had some pretty pretty good mail that he was pretty much done. So um, that's thrown a spanner in the works for probably Kevy and Wayne because if obviously the people that were there when they got rid of Wayne are gone. You know what I mean? The CEO's gone. I think a couple of those the board members are gone. You know, Darren Lockie is still there. I'm not sure who else is on the board, but a lot of the people that he does get along with, because one thing about Wayne, when he goes to a club, he has to have full control. Well, just just say, for example, because there's been a couple of cases, and it's actually mostly the bloke that we talked about before in Phil Gould, but when Ricky Stewart took over coaching the Roosters, Phil Gould was there as, you know, in the background, and that ended poorly. Yeah. Um, it obviously has ended poorly with Nathan Cleary at Penrith where Gus Gould was the same sort of thing and, and then also with Griffin. Mm. What changes? Is, is Wayne Bennett a different character to, to Phil Gould? You say he wants total control. Could he then – could he step back and just do the man management stuff? I think so. I mean, even when um, when I was at the Roosters, 
and Freddie was the coach, you know, Gus was always around. You know, like he's he's too smart to to be in the to be amongst the club and not put his two cents in. And I'd lo- I loved when Gus would come to training and teach a lot of skills and all the all the things that because all the things that you don't know you think you know everything and then he comes into training and, and just blows your head off. It's awesome. You Did know? he used to walk into training like he when he does those Channel Nine promos before State of Origin? <laughs> just come in, mate. I love Gus. He's one of he is one of the smartest brains that rugby league will ever see. And I think I don't think Wayne Bennett is ready to step back and do that director's role. But I directors, you know. Is it, what is yeah, director, director, of role, director of coaching. But I think when he does, I think he'll uh, he'll do it really well. And it would have to be at Brisbane when he's where he's highly respected, and he can have like not that that full control. You know, like he just say if Kevy Walters is his coach, he'd always he'd look after everything else and wouldn't have to face the media. He'd have control over the players. You know, he could really sit back and he'd let Kevy take it. Mm. I just think I think he'd be perfect for that role. I mean, like he's he's seventy years old. What he, I'm not sure how long he wants to coach. Forever, he loves it. it. Uh, one of the co- coaches. Geez, we talk about coaches like it's it, fucking nonstop, isn't it? it? Like, seriously, a year when there's been five hundred coaches get the ass. We sit here every week. I mean, and it's it's all about results now, isn't it? It's I've, a result driven competition. It's like the NFL, and you know, just say ten years ago, you could have a you could have a um, coach just have a losing se- season for like. Four or five years now, you have one or two, and you're not Wayne Bennett. You're done. I'd actually like someone to fact check if this is the year where more coaches have got the result than ever before. I think it is. I reckon it is. Fact checking. That's no, us. I don't fact We're check. It. It. I don't fact check. I just We're think just it is. We're just saying it. That's it. It, it is. So it is. one coach who uh, he's well, he's not going to get sacked, but. He seemingly we mentioned him before. He's a, he's what they call a change coach. Is mm. Michael Maguire? Yeah. On the weekend, the West Tigers were Gonzers against Manly. Manly yeah. came back and and well, West Tigers came back and won the game. It was mm. very exciting for West Tigers fans who are going to come ninth again. You're not going to play the finals. Don't get too excited. But <laughs> uh, Russell Packer and Josh Reynolds, who are both on sixteen point eight billion dollars, they left at halftime because they were cold. Was it halftime? Halftime they left. Halftime. Halftime they left. Yeah. So they were cold. I've um, seen worse. Now. William, I don't know. The good people at home probably don't realise this, but uh, you were supporting your team from afar. Where were you supporting your team? Yeah, two thousand five, and this I think we I think I changed the rule for the whole NRL. This is before you had injured players had to go to games, and I knew that it wasn't a rule. And Exhibit was playing in Sydney, and Rennie was uh, Rennie Matua was injured. And I went. Fuck, let's go to exhibit. We had mad tickets there. We got to meet him. He wore my jersey on stage. It was cool as hell. And uh, obviously the media got hold of it. Goes, oh, Willie's at exhibit concert, and while these Bulldogs players are getting beat, and they just got beaten round one. I was like, wow, who? Like who? Because at that stage, no one really cared if you were around. If, if you were at the game, if you're injured, you could do what you want. And um, yeah, they end up changing the rules. So every player's got to go to the game. Sorry, boys, but. Um, I don't regret that. No, it was a great yeah, night. Good night out. Great night. But I think with what is, um, what's not a good look though, I reckon honestly, is being there for the start of the game and then they're getting towed up and mm. then you going, oh, I'm gonna go and get a Philly steak. Yeah, well, it was it played at Brookvale too. It was freezing cold. It was miserable. Yeah, um, I mean to be I fair, the traffic over Spit Bridge is bad. I think they were playing and 
Like, did they get dropped? They weren't available. Uh, Reynolds. Reynolds has spent a lot of time. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think, I think they just didn't get selected, so I they would have been filthy anyway. Likewise. Yeah, they would have been filthy anyway, and I can see it from their point of view. But I think that the the rules are in place, and it and it is a team, and I can understand from all the all the all the former players and everything coming out and having a bit of a crack at them, and I and I agree with it because once once I learned that. Um, my lesson in 2005, like I ne- if I was injured, I'd always be at the game. And mm. you're supporting your teammates. Like you don't really want to leave them, regardless if it's half time, if they're winning, if you're sitting down in Canberra and it's freezing cold, you just got to support the boys. And I think that's that's probably the poor thing. And and if you're going to do it, for fuck's sake, let, let no one know. Well, who? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like if you're going to do something dumb like that and you know you're going to get in trouble, the repercussions, there are repercussions for you to do that. Can you do it a little bit more sly? But like what just, sort of imbecile found that? Who said, oh, they were there and then I've looked in the dressing room after the sheds and they're not – I mean, yeah. like, and, and, and Exactly. Like, who the fuck is spying on them? Because you can Who's watch sp- the whole game. You can watch the whole game and not go into the sheds. Yeah. You can sort of sit – you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be in the sheds because you you, know, you feel like you're not a part of the team anyway, especially if you're being dropped or anything like that. You you think, okay, well, I'll just sort of – I'll just sit, lay in the cut and then just get the hell out of there straight away. And that's probably – you know, maybe they could, they they could, they should have done that. They uh, probably should have just not gone to a lot of lands. Low joint. They probably just should not there. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, but they kicked up a bit, massive stink because they they won. Imagine they lost. I don't they know. Won would, and would, still would they? Up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But would would it be a story? I don't, it's not a story now. I don't. It's reckon. a fucking pathetic story anyway. I don't, I, don't, I didn't even really, I didn't pay much attention to it. But it's just like you know what? I can only I'm only tell, we're only telling this story because of my exhibit story. I like the exhibit and I, story. And I, <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do was bring that up because me, myself and Rennie, yeah, we, cha- we changed the whole fabric of the game. Well, one of your teammates at the time who was probably out there on the field while you were out there yeah, was. with exhibit was <laughs> uh, was the returning conquering hero, Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, it's good to see SBW back. And there was 100 million people worldwide watching. No, there wasn't. But uh, – <laughs> He did all right. I don't know. Like what he did, gassed out and he played 14 minutes. And what did people expect? The bloke's been playing in Toronto. He's been, he hasn't played in six months. He's been quarantined. Like I don't. I don't really know. I thought he played outstanding for 13 or 14 minutes. He was trying to get into everything. He blew himself out. He was first time he defended. I mean, he has defended in the middle at the Bulldogs, but like it was a diff, bit different defending back then in the middle. Um, but like usually he defends on an edge. He defended in the middle. He was charming. He chased some bloke about 30 metres across the field just trying to kill him. I was he like, looked quick. I was like, slow the fuck down. Hey, gas. You need, you need to slow down and get back in the line. Lucky the Roosters are such a regimented, like, just they, they work like clockwork and someone covered his inside so there wasn't going to be a gap that he left because you just you don't come up straight and then chase the halfback when he's ran 20 metres that way. You stop. Because um, it's just the way the the, the, princi- just, the principles are for the just point. Yeah, you just go, you can stop. <laughs> and outside was, man. And I think once Takayaho, he's hit some really good holes, and Tupanua and Crichton, these guys. The only people that have played with him is Jake Friend, Boyd Cordner, and I think Tupo. They're the only play- and Jared Warrior Hargraves. They're the yeah. only ones who's played with him to, from that 2013-14 season. So all these other kids are new. So this Tupinu, the young Tupanua kid, Takayaho, once Sonny Bill, they don't understand when he gets the ball from a defender, 
off off friendly. He can skip from A and he can get to the four man. Mm. And if you're a back rower, you need to be pushing up with him because he'll pass that ball. He's got silky skills like a halfback and he'll he'll get to the three or four man, play unders, and that that gap opens up so much. And once he gets these legs under him, and this is on both sides, you know, like he, he's got that right on the right-hand side, he carries the ball with two hands. He's got that flick around. He's got so many, he's got so many tools in that arsenal. And on the, on the left side, he can do exactly the same. And that's just off the nine. If he gets, a, if he gets early ball off the seven, then he's looking at the halfbacks and stuff like that. He's going to terrorize some teams. All he needs is the, is the, the kilometers and the training sessions under his belt. Yeah. You know, 100%. like the, it's, it's the training that'll get him fit. You can't, you can't, um, I mean, you can't you can't get it on game day. You can't you know you can't do that. But like the roosters, the main problem the roosters have got now is they have emulate got, was the word. You can't emulate a first grade game at training. You can go as hard as you can, but it's like it's still not one hundred percent. And so he's gonna he's, he's just gonna have to get to training and just go as hard as he can when it when it comes it comes to all these drills and then see what happens. He's an athlete, man. Did you see? Did you see? Him? You like sounded like Tyson then. Yeah, my defensive impregnable. Going <laughs> to emulate, but he, but he's he's a freak, man. And and he, I don't think he made that many tackles. But you don't want to run into that guy, man. He's going to pop you. Like he's just a he's a he's a beast, man. I was happy with his performance. He was happy with his performance, and everyone else was. But I'm not sure whether he should have played more game time. Nah, why would you? Why no. risk him? I, I mean, mean, and this, you know this, what I love? Maybe this round plays 35 minutes. Next round, 45 minutes. They're not expecting him to play more than 60 minutes. they got 17 back rowers. Yeah. Like, I thought Crichton was outstanding. I thought Nat Flanagan was great. I think Keary played outstanding not to get hit. He had broken ribs and they were aiming for him, so yeah. he did really well. So that was a good game. I'll tell you who hasn't had a good game tonight is, well, I was going to call him our friend, but I'm off him now, Jared. Where is he? Well, he's in the Neds box. What watching what AFL? Oh God, low sport. All I know is Brisbane Lions better make it to the grand finals so that they they'll be flying the take up. The producer supports AFL, and that's yeah. all that needs to be said about that as a game because it is a low game followed by a low bloke. I was nice to him last week, and I'm off him. But can you make so if Brisbane Lions make the grand final, you are not getting invited. Oh, you can't go to Queensland anyway. I, I think, don't. I think we'll be uh, special needs. Can you say that? You are special needs. Uh, so basically we have got uh, no Jared this week, which is unfortunate. But what we have got is we've got uh, me pretending to be Jared. Gee, you're good at betting, Ian. You won $400 again last week. <laughs> oh, geez, Willie, you suck. You have nothing, won nothing at all. I oh, know. the Thank produce, you. The producer's terrible at everything. I know. So basically I won again for the team. We are okay, up to okay. $4,100 in the kitty. Jared's not listening tonight because he's on the piss. But what Jared doesn't realise is that as a penalty for not being on the show, we let him off when he had his girlfriend's 30th. Yeah, he's lucky we let him off. But I reckon he's going to have to jump another 500 in the kick, mm. to be honest, because this is, you know, we're yeah, a professional it's, show. It's with blasphemy. You. It's terrible. It is awful. And you, you get one leave pass. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yep. So we're going to say there's 4,600 in the kitty. All right. And we're going to have your bet and there'll still be 4,600 in the kitty. But anyway. I am going to go – I'm going to back the Eels at $3.10 against Panthers. All right, let's stop there. No. Nope, nope, nope. And I'm backing the Broncos against the Titans. 
And any time try scorer, <laughs> Crichton. Yeah. Um, Stephen or Angus? And Ferguson. Stephen Crichton. This is all the same. We're going the same game multi. Yeah. Yep. Um, and David Fafita. Got that? If I just if I stop now, will you stop? Oh um, yeah, I'm, I've stopped. You've stopped. Stephen Crichton, anytime try yep. try score. Blake Ferguson. Now the floodgates are open. <laughs> David Fafita, and then that's it. All right. So that would pay. I I reckon that's going to pay about. Nothing, nothing crazy. No, it's probably about sixty bucks or something. It's so a, it's it's winnable. It's, good, it's winnable. You say that every week, especially with the fifty leg ones. Well, everything's uh, winnable. Everything's winnable. It's like Apart being from down the horn and zoo fight. It's like being down fifty nil at half time and going into the sheds and going. <laughs> Come on, boys! It's a bad first We're half. We're still in this. <laughs> just keep your game. Put your head in the game. Come on, guys! Uh, we just need to score first. <laughs> uh, so I have chosen to go with Souths. To cover the line, Manly to cover the line and the Warriors with the line uh, because the Warriors essentially, um, I think they'll win and they're not yeah. favourites. Yeah, I think they beat South, the Sharks. Oh, really? Yeah. But they've got Sean Johnson back. Yeah, I know. But I just I Townsend? think Townsend? No, Graham. No, Townsend's out. He got yeah, I know. I said no Townsend. Yeah. What do you think of that hit? I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. What about it? I didn't even know. I didn't know what happened. All it, Ponga pulled up. He pulled up and then because I think nobody, uh, someone was offside and like Townsend committed. Do you know it was what? like he was coming off the ropes. So it was like the fucking rock and he just had a Samoan drop on Triple H. It was <laughs> unbelievable. What about the tampon oh. flying out of his nose? Yeah, that and everyone good. got blocker goes, it looked like his tooth. I'm like, what? He's <laughs> Fucking he had a tampon in his nose. I hope he was wearing a, uh, a mouth guard. <laughs> Otherwise, he would lose his teeth. He's very pretty. Now, one thing that happens with live Facebook, uh, Jared has just signed in and said that he's going to cop 500 bucks yeah, for not nice. being there. So good on you, Jared. Thank you, Jared. Uh, you're back in the good books, pal. So we, love we you. win. We won already. We won. We won. All right. Uh, what won't win is the producer's tip. The producer is going for Flemington Race 7, number 7. I quite like that it's on the back of an envelope. He's very he's, professional. The guy not. is very professional. Kingsville Dream. Uh, I'm not going to give any form on it, but it did fly home last week and it, you know, did it win? it's a chance. No, it didn't win, but it showed enough to show that at $9.50, it's wow. a chance. Okay. So it's above what the producer's wheelhouse normally is, about $6, but... Nine fifty. Wow. Nine fifty. So that'd be you know a five hundred dollar in the kick as well. So, so if we get up bucks. this week, so if we all get up, it's about three grand. We get up at all, and I will tell you what, we've had our first. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but we've had our first uh, application for. I'm going to yeah. put the beanie on, the bungan door over the top of the. There we go. That looks good, doesn't it? That looks unreal. Yep. And so that's uh, that's our first application. I'll talk about it later. But well done to Bungendor. Well done to Johnny Payton. Uh, we love you, and you've done a terrific job. Can you job. leave that on because you look unbelievable? Do you I really pull that off. Yeah. Thanks. And, uh, the, and the beanie as well. All right. Well, thank you, Jared, and thank you, Bungendor. And remember to. I almost forgot that. Hey, you've got to gamble responsibly, people. Do you know what? Nothing stupid. I can't do anything responsibly with this one. Yeah, I can't with take the, you. I can't take you serious. This mate. is responsible.
Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, William, we're now going to discuss the NRL round whatever it is. And mm. uh, it's – there's a couple of games here that I think have been ruined by players being suspended or rested. Uh, the Roosters game is probably one of those. But – the Tigers versus South. Souths are pretty much home into the top eight. Yep. Um, the Tigers haven't made the eight in quite some time and, you know, they're Finished still ninth. They're yeah, still like live. Times, well, yeah. they're ninth again. So, uh, but I don't know. The Tigers are probably a danger game for Souths because Souths are coming off the back of a pretty tough game against the Storm and teams um, that play the Storm the week before tend to lose. Uh, yeah, and if the Sharks get up, they're going to be equal with the Rabbits. The Rabbits lose. I mean, like it's, it is a game that they need to win. Mm. So yeah, the Tigers, the Tigers will be a hard game. I mean, last week, I don't know. I mean, they, they, I think they should have lost that game. Manly should have won. So I'm not sure their form is isn't great. They got, they've got some decent players, but they just seem all over the shop. They're not really playing as a team. Um, you know, Moses Embi has been he's been shopped around. You can see how they're not really playing for that club because when you start getting shopped around halfway through the year, where's your passion for the club? That Just that extra 5 or 10% that you need, you know, like that um, that's most players have, like when the Roosters play because they everybody's there and they put their heart and soul into it. So Moses, you got Josh Reynolds, you got all these other players getting shopped around, hearing all these rumours, then you put that jersey on, it doesn't really mean much. Know what I mean? So it's just like it's just all these rumours that you hear, and that's probably what sort of effort they're putting in. How do you reckon Embi went at fullback? I thought that's probably I thought his Moses, best game I of thought the Moses season. has been playing. I think Moses has been playing good, mm. but like as you know, he's been playing left center, right center, hooker, fullback. You know, I know, I know he's one of those players that just plays everywhere. He's just a footballer, but yeah, you don't want to hear those rumours about you know the team not wanting you. You're on too much money, and like even like Josh Reynolds and you know the Benji saga, the Luke Brooks. There's just too many dramas going on in that club. Mm. And it's like and then you expect, you know, seventeen players to put their heart and soul into that in into into the, into every game. It just doesn't happen. No. You know, and then people th- people think, oh no, the girls get paid to play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but there's a lot of variables that you don't understand, people. You know, like you're not gonna put your heart and soul when when the coach and the club doesn't really want you. You know what I mean? Like look at Benji, what's happening there? Well, and you it'll expect be Benji to, now. Yeah, but Benji's only going to do it for his pride. The way that Benji handled himself getting dropped, he could have easily just kicked the bucket. When you know what, fuck it, I'm out. Mm. You know, but he handled it like a gentleman, and he got back into the side, and he's playing some decent football. And then he gets told that well, you're not wanted next year, and he's still playing. You know, so like that's professionalism. If anyone can take anything out of what Benji Marshall has done this year, it's to act like an absolute gentleman. And I just think I'm not sure, and that's that's my take on the Tigers and their whole year. Just play like six or seven players, you know, not really wanted, and then you expect them to come out there and 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 they're chopping and changing from Madge. You're not you're not dealing with a with with a top four side. No, you know what I mean. So he's changing he's changing the team around, trying to toughen them up a little bit. Maybe next year will work, but like not not this year. South, South have lost. Losing Mitchell's sad for them. I think they were going well. So it's great, it's great that they signed Alex Johnson. Yeah, he's he put the, they they. I think they were trying to get rid of him, obviously, but he put him in a he put him in a corner. Mm. You got to sign me. He scored some outstanding tries. It wasn't just his tries; it was his toughness, it was his carries out of. People were sort of questioning his toughness as a winger, 
because they t- they take the they take some of the toughest carries in the game. So when he's coming out of play out of um, out of yardage, coming out the left side there, and you jam it down that corner, Latrell takes that first one. He's got to take that next one. That kick chase, they built the shit, and he was taking some really tough runs, and his defense has been outstanding. So congratulations on uh, to um, to AJ there, mate. He deserve, he deserves it. I remember when we were coming through, wingers were a joke. I mean, Man, you wouldn't change even, your game right now. You wouldn't even talk to him now. Ninety nine percent of the wingers in the comp would punch my head off, and I was yeah. a prop anyway. <laughs> uh, the dogs are playing against Manly. Manly, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Manly. Like they should have won on the weekend. They mm. have been decimated by injuries, but they just can't win. They just well, the every dogs, week. The dogs got beat by the Titans. Titans are good. Yeah, but like better than the dogs. I don't know, man. Best team in Queensland. Well, they are at the moment, but I mean, the Bulldogs are disappointing as well. I mean, they just can't—they just can't get it right. I feel sorry for Kieran Foran. They can't get it right. Kieran Foran, peck peck injury out when for you're the trying whole to get year. a contract. All he's doing is trying his ass off every game. You know, like putting his half those players play with the balls that he's got. Like, they'd win most of their games, you know. Like, um, there's some young forwards there. Like, he had a really good um, combination going with Fatala Marin on that left edge, just throwing that little nice little out ball, pushing, get, getting, the, getting the third man, the three man to turn his shoulders in. And he was doing some really good things. Their outside backs are just you know, diabolical. Mm. You know what I mean? They've got some plays there that they wouldn't make the Titans side. You know, they got got... Um, you know, the forward forward pack, like Tolman's doing Tolman's taking hit ups down the short side on the fourth tackle. You know, just some things where they should be having a crack and a big shot at them and they're just not playing football, man. It's just so one out and just dog shit football, what I'm seeing from those guys. It's just it's awful, man. They need a new hooker. They need a new um new halfback. It's just I'm not sure if they've let named Lachlan Lewis again. I don't know. I mean, I've really lost interest in them. You know, I even backed him against the Titans. They can't win that game. I don't know what to do, mate. I just, you know, a lot of players. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, you know, like fans. They, they, they message me all the time. What's going on? What's going? On? I don't, I don't know what's going. on. I have got nothing to do with the club, mate. You know, so they just need to get their shit right. Perhaps put some pride on the board. You know what I mean? We're coming last. It's a wooden spoon. Because right, I think the Broncos are going to win this week. And yeah. I think the Bulldogs are going to lose. So they're going to get a wooden spoon. Mm. I don't give a fuck if it's COVID or not. It's a wooden spoon. It's embarrassing, man. Mm, they haven't that, club doesn't, that club doesn't roll like that. You got a wooden spoon in 2002. <laughs> oh, from Cleary. Uh, Penrith against Parramatta. This is, look, it should be a top-of-the-table clash, but the Eels have been just woeful. I mean, they, they beat the Warriors on the weekend. Um not by much, to be fair. And the Warriors... The Warriors are playing good. The Warriors are playing good, but the Parramatta Eels are not. They were a runaway leader at the start of the year. But they played really well. They were, they were, they were 16-0 at the start, weren't they? Yeah. And they played like they were playing at, in the first 10 rounds. Yeah. Because Campbell Gillard and Paulo and Nathan Brown, they were just running hard and direct. And then they fell asleep for about 30 minutes because they, all they wanted to do was go wide all the time. They, they, you gotta set that you got to set the tone in the middle and let the big boys do their thing. They were going away from that for the last five weeks. And then they, they fell away from that again and they let, they let the Warriors back into the game. And then 
The last 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, Campbell Gillard, Paulo, they started running through the middle again and squaring it right up and getting some really good metres in and Seville and Ferguson and Moses kicking on the back of that. Then they started playing some really good football. So they know what to do. What about that piss week sin being? That's freaking ridiculous. It ruined the game. That was the that most really ridiculous ruined the game. Sin it was just ridiculous. Man. It's like I don't understand with the refs, man. It's just like every now and again, do they want it just about them? It's just like, man, he had he had hold of his jersey and he sort of just swung and and sort of punched him. It wasn't it wasn't like he it was separated and he sat there and just punched him straight in the mouth. It was like he had his jersey. Mm. Like the refs just need to actually have a look at the replay and go, is that a send-off? Is it a send-off? Go to the bunker at least. Don't just go off you whatever you see. Like they're just too impulsive with some shit. Yeah. It's not about you. You're going to ruin a fucking whole team. You ruin – like just say that if the Warriors had won that game, Chaz Tavunga was playing some great football. Him and Brandy were going at it like it was old school. Everybody loved it. Yeah. And next minute, oh, they're sending him off. Brandy was probably even disappointed that he got sent off. It was a weak simbin. It was a weak simbin, but it's just ruined the game because there's 12 plays and the Warriors are doing it tough anyway. And then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you just, it's, it, it just sucked. It ruined the game. Mm. It honestly, honestly did because the ref couldn't hold his composure and have a look at the replay. And that's why we've got the bunker. Send it to the bunker. Is this a send off? Please let me know because I'm losing my shit. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That's what he should say to the bunker. He couldn't say shit. I'm He'd just, get, I've just lost my shit. You can't say that on the bunker. Uh, St George, I'm losing it. I've lost it. Fisher, my spinal. <laughs> uh, St George are playing against Canberra. Uh, St George, I didn't mind Young coming out after the game and giving St George a bucket. Actually, I thought, you know, if you're a caretaker coach, you can just do whatever you want. You know what just I mean? You're not you going to get yeah. sacked. Just say what you want. Players are shit. Yeah, they're all I shit. Mean, I, I mean, I've played with the youngie. He's a great, great competitor. I think he'd be a good head coach. Um, but he's probably going to stay down there with um, the great man Griffin coming down there. I'm not sure who he's going to bring, but I thought um, Canberra were quite impressive against a, a stacked, a stacked Rooster side. No mm. Hodges, um, no Hodson or anything like that. No Cia Soliola. Still losing a few um, veterans, and you know the hype. The Sunny Bill train and Boyd Cordner back, Crichton back, Tupo back playing their good football. Tell you, they did miss Tupo. Yeah, they did miss him. He's the, the stuff that he does coming out on play two. As I said about Merritt, he's play two or play three outstanding. Mm. When it goes B Moz, J Moz, Tupo, Tedesco, that just it just gets them on the front foot, and then you can see their big boys like Tupanua, Hargraves, and all they can walk back. And by the time they walk back. They're even with the ball. Did you say Merritt? No. Did I, I say Merritt? Yeah, Nathan Merritt. There you go. You meant Alex Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, CTA. Well, I was way someone, off. Someone I was way off with Merritt. Um, uh, all right. No, that's true. And I think Canberra. Um, Canberra were good, man. They were good. They were good. They're, they're a tough footy side. Roosters are hard to score against. They scored that. They scored that one try. Bateman scored the try. You know, it was come off a deflection, and then he had to kick that ball through. And it was a great chase. Teddy was up in the line. It was a good. It was a good. It was a good. Um, good try. But they didn't look like breaking the Roosters' line. They're going to be hard to beat, mate. When speaking of hard to beat, when was the last time the Titans were favourites against the Brisbane Broncos? Never. Ever? No, I don't think they ever have been. No. Well, they are this week. Well, they're going to get beat. I think it's time for the Broncos. I think they'll win, end up winning their last couple of games. 
I think the Titans have been playing some great football. Good on the good on the Titans. Justin Holbrook's done a great job. Um, he's recruited well. I think Mal Meninga's done a great job up there with the culture. And I think I just think the Broncos mentally have it over the Titans. They mm. always do. They're always that bigger brother. Just like with, I think the Cowboys have sort of taken that mantle from them because the Cowboys were always the little brother. Now the Titans are. I think, I just think, um, I think the Broncos are due. I think Payne Haas is, Payne Haas, I think Payne Haas played last yeah, week. Yeah, he played last yeah, week. Yeah, so yeah, you got 80. Fafita. Yeah, played 80 again. You got Fafita, Tony Staggs. You just, I'm just, I'm just thinking that. That team, man, is, is, is going to be point, hard yeah. to beat. It's going to be some point where they're going to go, okay, we're going to put it together for at least 70 minutes or maybe 80 minutes. I'm not sure. But, like, you know, their little halves are going all right, the 5'8". I'm not sure about Milford. I don't know, man. Is he back? No, we don't he's know. out for the season now. He's season now? Yeah. So who's been playing 5'8 for him? Uh, they've been moving it around. They had Croft there for a while. Um, they've got Sean O'Sullivan there Sean at the O'Sullivan. He goes okay, but he, re- he goes he goes as hard as he can. But you I mean, know the best thing, little fella. The best thing for Queensland rugby league is the fact that those two blokes from the AFL went to Hollywoods and then got into a stink at the kebab shop, and it's taken the emphasis off how shit ass their rugby league uh, teams are. The kebab shop. I've been there a hundred times. Uh, what next to the showgirls? <laughs> Wouldn't even know where it is. Uh, no, the just, roosters, just the kebab shop. That's yeah, all I've been there. I love kebabs. Uh, the roosters are playing. It's always games. it's always packed about three o'clock. The Knights. In the morning. Let's go back to the football. <laughs> uh, the Roosters will win that because they've rested everybody. Uh, who are they resting? Ponga. Ponga's oh, the Ponga. Knights are resting? Yeah. Uh, I think Ponga's resting. I mean, he's 21. Why are they resting him for? Yeah, I'm not sure. He needs a rest at 21. Was a I, don't think, I don't think that's his choice. I think, I think Ponga at the moment, I tweeted on the weekend, I think he's the best player in the world at the moment. If he and I was thinking if he's really going to make a run for the Dally M, I'd be playing. Because yeah. I think if he gets um three points this weekend, which would be hard against the Roosters, and then three points that next, he's gonna be in the running for the Dally M. I don't I don't I honestly don't think Nathan Cleary is the best player in the comp. He's mm. not. He's on par with with fucking Lachlan Lewis, Mo- Mo- Moses, yeah, he's on with Moses and Lachlan Lewis in my books. I think, I think I'm just being spoiled with playing so, with some of the best halves. That's why I'm so harsh on some halfbacks. I play with, you know, Andrew, a bloke called Andrew Johns and Jonathan Thurston when they were both in their prime. Mm. You know, and I got high standards with halfbacks and the way that they play and they lead their lead the lead their teams and the way they play and their tenacity and leadership and competitiveness. You know, I just don't see that in these young halves. And I just, you know, I don't, I'm not looking at Cleary and go, yeah, you're the Dally M player of the year. No, nah, man. Pong is way better, way, way highly skilled. I still look at Tedesco and all these sort of players. I don't look at Cleary and go, yeah, you're the best player. Maybe, you know, he's in a superstar team and he just does his job. We've actually had a couple of questions on social media. One of the questions was about Tex Hoy and whether or not Tex Hoy would stay at the Knights or go on to – Try somewhere else. And one of the other questions, which is sort of the same thing as Tex Hoy, is do players play better when they're looking for contracts? Like, did you ever think to yourself, I'm coming up for a contract? No. I need to – I don't think they do. No, I don't know. It just depends. I mean, I, was, I, mean, I, had, a, I had a pretty blessed career and I was never really in trouble for a contract. Um, but when you – just say if you're Tex Hoy and you haven't been inside all year, 
and you're trying to look for a contract, and then you get your start. You, you're gonna play. You're gonna play your ass off. Play your best every you, week. You're gonna have to, yeah. and um, you're not gonna go out there and think, oh, "I've got another two or three years on my contract. I can just sit back and just chill out." He hasn't proved himself in the game yet. I think he's a future talent, but these young kids, they do have, they have do, they do have points to prove because they want to, li- they want to be professional athletes. They want to be the best athletes. They want to, they want to be starting in the NRL. And, you know, maybe maybe somewhere else it will be good for Tex. But, you know, like he's Hoyo, his dad, who's a legend of Newcastle, Matt Hoy. I can't say Good friends of Newy. him. I'm not I'm not sure if he's going to leave Newey as well. I think maybe if they, he has a whole preseason at 5'8", I'm not sure. Or maybe Hooker. I'm not sure. He's got to find his... He's got to find his, find his niche and find his spot because it I'm won't not be sure. because he's yeah, not well, maybe, maybe, maybe he could be Hooker. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got, he's got those great ball skills. He's quick out of dummy half. It's just like, you know, if you have a full preseason at nine and then, you know, he could change, he could change it up then. But some now cool. he's going to, he's going to go out there on the weekend and play like it's his last game. There's some great hookers in Newcastle. Mm, and the players as well. Uh, Storm versus Cowboys, Storm win. And Sharks versus Warriors. That You back the Warriors. I'm going to. Why? Because uh, I love them and because <laughs> Jazz Tavanga's punch didn't deserve a send-off. And <laughs> the Cowboys won last week. Yeah, they did. Valentine Holmes, you seen that drop kick? That was amazing. He played well, actually. No, he did. He I did was play happy well. for him. Yeah, but the storm are just ridiculous. Did you, just pick, you pick one out of eight, and you've picked the one out of eight that you picked just to rub it in my face, did you? Yeah, I did. I got six, you got two. Shit, <laughs> give me out. Did I get two? No, I think you got one. I more got than four. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Sharks, um, I don't know. I, I smell I th- an upset. I, think, I, I think, smell an upset. I think if the Sharks had Sean Johnson, they would have been. Um, I think they would have been in the running to win that game against the Knights. Mm. That's why I back, that's why I back the Sharks. He's worth twenty eight points, is he, Sean Johnson? Fifty points. <laughs> All right. Well, the Warriors have got sixty this week. Yeah. Let's go through the tips for the week, All right. uh, so I'll that go. I can I'll further go. embarrass you. All right. I got the Rabbits, Eagles, Eels, Ooh. Raiders, Broncos, Roosters, Storm. Sharks, eight, All right. eight from eight. I am going. Have we, either of us got eight from eight? I this did week? in the first couple of rounds. Fact check. Uh, <laughs> Souths, Manly, Penrith, Canberra, oh Broncos. Only because they've got Brian Kelly and a few injuries. Oh. Roosters, Storm, and Warriors over Sharks. It's a big call. I can afford to make big calls because I'm hammering you. <laughs> and you're buried. killing it with money. And you're killing it on the, on the pun as well. Oh, thanks, William. But we are a team. We're a team. So we are winning. Yep. And that's your the Mike. Take you brought the Mike Tyson With Willie thing. Mason. Oh. <laughs> See you, mate. Keep going. The producer's just come in yeah. and he said, Keep, keep going. going. You know what? He loves us so much. He just wants us to keep going. So we're going to keep going. What we have to talk about, though, is the junior clubs. And as I sped, said before, mm. we had our first uh, – I don't even know if we're on air here, but there we yeah, go. There's the Bungendore. We're live. The Bungendore Tigers. Uh, they are – Bungendore's a lovely place about an hour out of Canberra. Uh, it's got a nice pub called the Royal. Uh, mm. And they That's are – original. They've They've – Sent in some footage from one of their young stars by the name of John Payton. Yeah. 
and his mate, and it's we'll put it up on our social media and you can see it. But just as a guide for all the other clubs that want to get involved, just send through just a video of yep. your club and what you're about and why you need some cash. It looks like... Mate, we're killing it. We are. I and if we can spread the money around a few different clubs, we will do so because um, we want to try and help as many people as we can. And I know things are tight at the moment. And if we can help with a few clubs, uh, thanks to our huge, huge sponsors, sponsors of man. Nebs. Uh, Nebs. Nebs. <laughs> like We've Nebs. got some good sponsors, man. And I, like with training gear, I know some people like Body Science will help us. Um, you know, I want to get. Them, I want to try and get them some boots. You know, it could be Nike, Adidas, Puma could jump on board. You know, we've got a lot of connections. You know that we've made over the years, and I just think you know, just it's it's a great cause. And I know, you know, we'll be reaching out to some clubs. You know, this week, you know, and just and and just sort of just giving them that awareness, just to come, just sell it, sell it, try and sell it to us. Yeah, you know what I mean because there's there's um there's a lot of clubs out there, a lot of bush football, a lot of guys have gone through, through a lot of teams and a lot of clubs are going through some hardship, and you know we just want to put some smiles on their faces. I'm just going to put the beanie on. You should be a model. I should be a balaclava, but I was a model. Did you know I was on home and away? Extra. I was. No, as I was, an extra. I was thug Alf? one. Were you Alf? <laughs> thug one. So everybody, uh, please. If you are involved in a junior club and you'd like me to wear a beanie like this, then please get involved. Get onto all of our social media yeah. and uh, and join in because we'd love to give some coin away. Tell you what's becoming very popular, William, is your tails. First, we had the kangaroo tails. There's been a mm. few things going around. And it's not that dissimilar from the last 15 years of our life just sitting around talking about the things that we've done, to be yeah. honest. But you got a good one this week. Yeah, I think um, – were we talking about barley? Yeah. I'm just talking about life, really. I mean, these are stories that we'd tell if we're having a couple of beers at home. I don't think I've told you this one, but, you know, we used to go to barley all the time when we were young, uh, in 2008, 2009, 2010. This is before it could become all wanky and full of fucking wanky influences. <laughs> and um, you could actually go there and drink $1 bintangs on um, Legion Beach and have a great time. Um, now you're paying about 10 bucks for a beer. So all the little Balinese guys have got on. They've, they've clicked on, thank God. All the so Australians aren't over there. Yeah, I mean, you go down. When we were there, it was just like going, you might as well have been going down Coogee uh, Bay Road when you're going down Seminyak and stuff. Now they're, it's gone. I haven't been there for years. So anyway, one time we would... Um, Oh, we're at one of these bars right in Cooter. And this is when Cooter was going off. Um, so we're there. We have, we're having a, a gut full of piss. We're absolutely rotten. And this is, and, and the Bra Boys, they just uh, they opened their shop there, My Brother's Keeper and all this kind of stuff. And they were saying, come into the shop. And it was about, I don't know, probably about 9, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And then obviously the glass. And I, knew, I saw a dude in there. And I was like, open the door. And I was like, I didn't realise how pissed I was. We we'll, we'll, Fucking full of it. And I was with a couple of Knights blokes there. They were young, younger blokes. Um, so I sort of knocked on it and knocked too hard and the whole door shattered. <laughs> so all I'm there, I'm standing there with the handle and the whole door is down. And next minute I turn around and there's about 50 Balinese mafias standing behind me and I just told the young boys just to go. I said, I'll take care of this. 
wasn't like I was fucking Bruce Lee or anything like that. So you were going to beat him to death with the nah, handle. No, it was nothing. I just had to drop some serious names, <laughs> serious names, and they're like, they, they were, they were going to like end me. They, that, that was it. He goes, no, like you could hear some shit. They were fucking chop his head off, all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, damn. I said, this shit's getting real. All I want to do. <laughs> they're like, get, get out of town and this and that. So I rang Renny Matula's a good friend of mine, good friend of the show, and I said, Ren. I did this, this, and this. I said, I just wanted to get into your shop. And then I said, next minute, I've got the fucking handle in my hand and I'm surrounded by the bars. They had to go to, um, what's the capital of of, of Indonesia? Um, Jakarta. Jakarta. So they had to go to Jakarta to talk to the big wigs to tell those guys, to tell the guys in Bali to let the big guy chill. Must yeah. have been the world's most expensive door. Why no, they it wasn't the, the point. Door? So they run, they run that shit, man. So if, it was like it was like me just kicking. You know, it's just like that's that's their that's their that's their shop. Mm. Even though the um, the Maruba boys they they rented off them, and I've ruined their whole shop, and I'm shit myself. So I'm sitting back in the villa going, "When can I go out?" I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I'm sitting there, and Kobe Abbott and all the boys are there going. So it made it made the uh, made the news in in um, in Australia, but it was a load of shit. They're trying to ring me saying, oh, you know, they're trying to make an absolute piece of just dirt media as usual. And um, thank God, like Kobe and that made some some phone calls and then I was out the next night and then I've seen the same little dudes, man, looking at me going, fucking want to bash you, you big bastard. They saved me, completely saved me. What did you do with the door handle? <laughs> I just, it was so weird when I had it, the door handle, I just turned around and just, it's like, it's like I had a gun or something, I just dropped it. I was like... I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. I only just like sort of tapped on it and I must have given it a little bit of a boot or something like that. Because the guy was in there doing the fingers to me going, ah, fuck off, mace, and doing being a smart. I said, ah, fuck you, bang. The whole thing smells like, damn, I'm never fucking around again, ever. Ever. Thank God for Rennie and Kobe. Shout out to you boys. That's the end of my Bali stories. We've had a big week this week, William, in terms of uh, well, how wildly successful we are, really. It's yeah, uh, yeah we're massive, we're huge, we're big in America, we're mm-hmm. big everywhere now. So, what that is down to is it's down to all of the good people. What are we coming? Uh, I think we were fourth or something in the fourth rugby. In Australia. Yep, in the rugby world. Oh, well, whoever's coming first, we're coming for that spot. Yep, and Big time. We were twenty something in America, so but I don't know who's listening who's in America. I think that's the spot of Romania. But to be honest, it is really really nice for us to realise that we had about seventeen thousand views on the Facebook thing last week, and we're just we're humbled by the fact that not only do people seem to like what we're doing, they also get into with the with the comments and yeah. and asking us questions and we always read it and we're always happy to answer it and all we'd ask is that you continue to subscribe yeah. and rate and review yeah. on everything and it'll help us to do what we do every week. Yeah, I'm quite happy with everything. I mean, we just started this out because we just we just wanted something real. And I've heard a lot of podcasts and I don't really rate them. They're very blasé. They they sit on the fence. They just pretty much talk bullshit they don't really have an opinion um look we have an opinion on on whatever's going on at the moment because we can you know we i think we've earned the right to do it i've earned the right to say whatever i to say what i want i'm not i don't personalize anything against any other player i see how i see i see it and i say it how i see it 
And that's about it. And I think people respect that because it's not like Fox Sports. It's not like mainstream where there's always some sort of agenda and there's always some bullshit. Like, so I always said, I mean, I spoke to, um, I did a Fox Sports the other day with, um, with Bossy, uh, the fan. I said, Bossy, I was never made for mainstream media. I said, because, you know, you, just, you sit there and just talk too much shit, you know, and you've got to say things about other people. And, you know, I said, look, I can just sit here. I'm made for podcasts. Podcasts are conversation. You can say what the hell you want, man. But it's just just keep following us and keep supporting us. Our fan base is growing really, really well. And it's organically grown, man. We don't, we're not about that clickbait shit. We're not about putting, it, putting anybody out. I'm not trying to put our comments out or anything like that to any any of the mainstream media. It's just it is what it is. Just listen to the show and enjoy it. So, but thanks for your support. But follow us on uh, the Take with Willie Mason. Um, that's on Facebook. That's on uh, Instagram handle. You know, um, Spotify. You just got to type in the Take with Willie Mason. Apple, all those kind of things, man. You can't you can't miss it. It's everywhere. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 